This is Podflix episode 172. I'm Willie. I'm Paul. And I'm Nish. Willie, please, please tell me that you are not the person with the scooter who did the hit and run with that actress in, in New York, the one who just died. I've been, it's been weighing on me, man. It has been weighing on me. Sadly, the, the scooter has been parked. It, although, if anyone was going to do that, it'd be me because um, officially there are no rear brakes at all on my scooter. And the front brakes kind of work. So, um, no, she was the um, – you said she's a Broadway actress, right? But she was in something – I can't remember yeah. now. She was in something she, we've seen. No, she was the uh, the um, older woman that Tom Cruise had an infatuation with or maybe an affair with in Cocktail. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And something else, too, I think, even even besides cocktail. I, I remember seeing, you know, when this happened. I mean, th- this is horrible. I, I don't mean to joke about what happened to her. It's just that one of the main things was that it was someone in a red or red and black scooter. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Scooter is all black. You know, these. Right. <laughs> as you know, I have a love affair with scooters, but um I don't know if I mentioned on the show or not, but um, for our listeners, um, I got a Tesla a couple weeks ago and I almost got crashed into, I'm parked in a lane, like getting ready to turn right. And some kid is on a scooter, like reading his text messages or probably snaps the chatting or whatever, whatever they do these days. Um, Young whippersnappers. (laughs) And my car was rolling maybe a half of mile an hour and then the brakes and everything like seized in the Tesla immediately because it could sense danger. And I was like, Oh my God, maybe it was that kid. The spidey sense, sense went off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you saying this is like a sliding door scenario where if you hadn't stopped and you'd hit that kid, that actress would still be alive. That, that is quite possible. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that either, but I, I bet you it was him. This is I heavy. yelled at him. I was such a grumpy guy. And I was just like, watch that. What I said, I was like, <laughs> watch where you're fucking going it was like such a new york moment he yelled something back to me which all i could hear was wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um speaking of new york we watched john wick which i had no idea took place in in, in new york yeah yeah that's right i did not know that either does it was does there, it say it's new york or is it just obviously new york it's obviously now. new york oh it is yeah. Yeah, yeah because because the safe house is in brooklyn yeah, yeah, yeah i forgot yeah and they talk about that he had like moved out to jersey and like right maybe right, right. And, his, and his plates are jersey yeah yeah okay yeah. so this movie's from what 2014 yep that I sounds about right so. and yeah <laughs> works for me <laughs> around there <laughs> Ish. Uh, and there are three subsequent with one coming out soon is that the deal yeah i think i uh, this could be totally wrong i think they're making five total Oh no! I think they're sorry. Did I just more. give away how I felt about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> right. There's John um, Wick. There's John Wick Two. There's John Wick Three Parabellum, and then there's the upcoming John Wick Four. And yeah, I think I think you're right, Paul. They said that they're planning on making a fifth one. Right. Wick which Five. Two Wick Two which, Furious. Which right. which yes. Which one is he on the horse? Um, two, I think they all kind of run together. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's Do hard. they all take place in New York? Um, they are Probably. all. They all take place within the same. Like they all take place as they're all direct sequels. Um, that like the second one picks up immediately where the, first, where the first one ends, and the third one picks up immediately where the second one ends. It's so a I, long day. Paul, have you it's seen like, all three of these now? I, yes, I have okay. seen all three of them. Okay, because you hadn't, I think, when we picked this, correct? Um, well, no, I had. I, at one point, I was going to do a mini flicks on the entire trilogy, and then we opted to do this instead. Uh, okay, um, got it, got it. But yes, so I've seen the first one a few times now. So how how did you yeah. consume this, Paul? Did you just rent from Amazon? Is this on a service that I, I couldn't find it on HBO, on Hulu, on Amazon, on Netflix? I was like, why did these fuckers pick this movie? Well, I, 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 I realized it. that too afterwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's not yeah. going to pay for this? <laughs> I did because I got there was like a I, at one point iTunes had like a trilogy sale and it was like get all three movies for like 30 bucks or something like that. So I did yeah. that. And why not? Right? Yeah. yeah, I I bought it on Amazon because it was like four bucks to rent and five dollars to buy. And it's like, like yeah, whatever. Like, why not? If I like it, then I have it forever, forever. Quote unquote. <laughs> as well, much as any of us have anything digitally these days. Exactly. It's an, it's an NFT of a movie. 
Oh man. Um, let's 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 have no more conversations about <laughs> NFTs for a while. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> why don't Nish? Why don't you give the high level overview of the plot? And as much there's not much of a plot sure, for, sure. for this movie. Sure. It feels. I mean, I know this isn't true because it's not like this was like fucking Avengers Endgame or something. But like, it feels like you and I are like the last two people to have seen this, and I don't need to yeah. know the plot. Um, but I know that's not actually the case. So. Um, uh, yeah, I'll give give the premise, I guess. Um, Keanu Reeves is John Wick, the titular John Wick, um, who um, is a former uh, assassin uh, for the mob, the Russian mob, who um, has kind of left that life. He lives with his wife um, at the at the beginning of his movie. The movie, his wife is already dead. Um, but you kind of learn that in, in flashback. She died of cancer. Um, she, uh, gives him as her final gift after he dies, a puppy. I, I, I assume it's a puppy. I don't know. It's, it's a beagle, uh, <laughs> named, named Daisy. I can't, can't tell if it's grown or not, but it seems like a puppy. Well, it's hard to tell because it's the most well-trained animal in the world. Like the, right. it that, seems like a puppy, part of the reason, but it's housebroken and like, and trained and like, right, right. Very sedate as far as. Yeah, I said it was part of the service his wife paid for. (laughs) Right, right. Very expensive pre-housebroken dog. Exactly. Anyway, um, he uh, he is mourning the death of his wife. He basically has this cute dog and he has a really cool car, 69 Mustang. And um, when he's at a gas station, some Russian mobsters who don't know who he is and I don't think he knows who they are, um, asked to buy his car and he refuses politely. They are not happy about it. They come to his house the ne- that night, kick the shit out of him, kill his dog, and steal his car. And that is where the movie kicks off. And then he basically, the rest of the movie is him out for revenge. <laughs> All right. So question after that, uh, after that, first and foremost, I, I adore Keanu. How, how do you guys, uh, and generally any Keanu movie that's out there, I'll watch. Uh, so with that said, I kind of had some expectations that like because it's a very popular movie and very well known. But are you guys Keanu fans, and do you kind of watch most Keanu shit? Um, I have become more of a Keanu fan. There's like, I I won't watch any single thing he's in. I don't know if you will either, Willie. Like, do you watch mm. like fucking like those mid '90s movies? Probably not. Right, he's, or, he's like, like or like like fine the, wine, like the Lake House, or like like that shit. Like like I'm not gonna watch him in like a romantic like comedy or something like that like i i will watch him in like sci-fi or action things basically and i feel like yeah i like him i I feel like one he's figured out what to do as he's gone through his career a lot better he's aged into himself pretty well and when he's silly it's the silly that you know and love from keanu reeves like in terms of like his line deliveries and stuff like that like it's like it's very reliable so it's it's almost i mean he's very different obviously in many ways than the person i'm about to name but it's like watching arnold in a movie where it's like you know exactly what you're getting with arnold and it's like there's no way in which arnold is going to be bad even fucking terminator genesis which we watched i didn't have any problem with arnold in that movie it was the rest of the movie yeah the movie i think it was the problem with the movie is what you're saying yes exactly <laughs> um, i i think i largely agree that like i find him charming as he's become more self-aware at or, or I don't know if software is the right word. Maybe more, more game to do silly things or whatever. Or, right. Um, and you know, if he if I'm going to watch something, if I'm going to watch something that he's in, I'm like, oh, great, Keanu Reeves is in it. But it's not like, ooh, I'm definitely going to go see the new Keanu Reeves movie. Right. You're you're not seeking it out necessarily. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's how I feel. Exactly. I'm trying to formulate questions around this movie, but honestly. I feel like the setup was the first 30 minutes. Let's talk about the intro to the movie then, first and foremost. Like, I felt like that zipped by. And then for me, even though it, I think the movie was supposed to zip by completely because it was all action, I felt this movie, the tempo to be, I just found it slow. I kept looking at my watch being like, is this thing almost over yet? Like, how did you guys feel about the tempo of the movie? I, I felt that way a little bit for the first um, 30 minutes or so, like you said. Not that it was slow, not like not not that I was like, oh, my God, but I think I was expecting it to just be like kind of nonstop because something did happen fairly early. And so mm-hmm. I expected from that point on, it was just going to be an adrenaline rush kind of. And it wasn't really that movie, but I did feel like once it hit a certain point, I would say basically like once he got to New York and especially once it got to like the 
bathhouse slash club scene. Um, mm-hmm. From that from that point on, I didn't really check my watch. Like at, at, at from that point on, it was kind of like okay, boom, boom, boom. We kind of go from point to point. Like it didn't really like there were quiet points, but there wasn't like a scene where like he emotes or something like that. It was more just like a scene to like set up the next thing that was happening, which I was fine with. So that's kind of yeah. how I felt. Yeah, I would say like, um, give me a second, I'll tie this together. But my overarching thesis on this on these movies, the John Wickiverse, if I could to coin a phrase, um, is that for me these movies are a lot like the Fast and the Furious movies. By which I mean, um, the first when I first watched them, I didn't know what to expect, and I was kind of like, hmm, all right. Um, in the same way, like when I first saw John Wick. I was like, like you, like the, the wall of action kind of left me a little bit like, "Mm, I don't see what people love about this. Um, But having a watched more of them and now B watched um, this one in particular, I think this is, well, this might only be my second time, maybe my third time watching it um, in, in like three or four months or whatever it's been. Um, Now that I can like take it for what it is. And like that comes with like the ridiculousness, like the, you know, the, the the insane body count like the the insane premise of this movie and like just like the kind of revenge terminator machine that john wick is in these movies um like i find that enjoyable um you know at at its level in the same way that like i like the fast and the furious movies all of them i'm not gonna say they're good but i enjoy watching them at their level and right. i kind of got to the take same for what they are yeah, once and I kind of got to you know what they are. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got to the same place with these John Wick movies. Um, yeah, that kind of bites into my question. Then the next question, which is, I feel like in 2014, I feel maybe other movies are derivative of this one. It's possible there were ones before this that this bit off of. But this watching this movie, I was like, oh, maybe this is the first movie that has like that video game feel, where you're just like watching this movie feels like the game pistol whip on the oculus like it's just like ridiculous body counts and kind of a lot of that pov type of view because this is the second episode in a row where i'm going to name check crank because that is (laughs) that is obviously a big the the uh that that definitely came before this first of all and and that is so video game like meaning like an actual video game more or less yeah but i do think john wick had an outsized effect on the industry of these on these kinds of movies it was much more successful for one thing overall yeah and i think it's had a lot more people try to copy it in movies and video game form so i think yeah it makes sense you're right in in the sense willie that like yeah a lot of things you've probably consumed since 2014 have been heavily influenced by john wick um which for me anyway, sometimes when I go back and see the original thing, it ends up feeling derivative, even though it's the original thing, just based on the order I saw it in. Yeah. It's like having, it's like to some extent, like having somebody, <laughs> this is, I'm not meaning to compare John Wick to this movie, but it's like having somebody watch the Godfather for the first time and having to tell them that it's like, yeah, like this seems cliched, but this is where all the cliches come from. <laughs> like, <clears throat> like every mob movie you've ever seen in the last 40 years comes from this. I was going to ask why people like like this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the reason people like this movie is it is a it is like a pure distillation of a revenge fantasy, right? The good guy has been like they literally killed his dog um, that his dead wife gave him. He has like all the justification more or less in the world. Like they beat the shit out of him. They stole his car like they broke into his house and killed his dog, all this shit. And he was a man like already on the edge. And like the people he's getting revenge on are just like the worst pieces of shit in the world. Like they're all these Russian mobster guys who, who are like terrible, you know, murderers themselves and stuff. So like you can like, I, that's one of the things I noticed watching in the movie this time was just like, yeah, you're rooting for John Wick to just fucking like kill all these people. And the movie like kind of sets you up to, to feel that way. I feel like there was zero character development in this movie. Like I didn't really get any sense for how bad the bad guys were and how good or not good John Wick was. And then Adrian Palicki's in there somewhere and I'm like, what's this woman's deal? I would I would agree with you that I, I and, and I think it was kind of a feature, not a bug in, in terms of the intent at least of the movie. Um but I agree with you. I don't think like everyone is painted as like just who they are. Like nobody 
there, there's nothing you learn about anybody in this in this movie. Like everyone is who they appear to be right at first. You know, it's like like Keanu Reeves is exactly who he is kind of from the beginning, like this, like haunted, like like the only the only thing I guess you don't know about him from the very, very beginning is like what a badass he is. But you learn that pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. And everybody think, else is exactly who they are. Yeah. I mean, Willem Dafoe's character is the one possible exception where you kind of don't but know you, whose side but, he's on for a little right, while. But you even kind of like even in the beginning, like he's the one guy who comes to the funeral. You can sense there's like this real warmth between them. Right. I feel like if he had actually tried to kill him, that would have been almost more of a turn. But it's like it's not a surprise when it's like, oh, he's 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 taking this thing, but he's really like helping him the whole time. Yeah. And you I know, think it's hard. Guardian Angel. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't think this is a movie like this is a movie that doesn't try to have any character right. development for Agreed. sure. And I and I think the whole plot of the movie probably takes place over maybe less than forty eight hours. Like it's just like like he he has a dog for a day, the dog gets killed, and the next day he just starts murdering people um, until he the runs out of he people. Has a new dog, and then he gets another dog. Yeah, does that dog die in the second one? No, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> it like has to like he won't do anything <laughs> until a dog until his dog is killed right it's a, can we talk about alfie allen for a minute sure <laughs> let's, paul let's, you you've please, not seen game of so. thrones right never okay he, he was such a strong weasel in game of thrones who then yeah. redeems himself he, no. yeah i was gonna say he definitely has growth in game of thrones but he is such a little shit in it through like the first three seasons or so of game of thrones um, and then he really gets what's coming to him in a horrible, horrible way. Um, but I yeah, just had so to look he, up who he was because I didn't know. <laughs> I'm oh, not yeah, familiar yeah. with the actor. Yeah, but he plays the, yeah, he plays the son. Yeah, the, the shit son. Yeah, right. He's exactly. The reason why this movie existed? Well, this this pentology exists. <laughs> right. Exactly. The inciting. Uh, he's the catalyst for the, all the events. Yeah. Now he was. You know, he was great in as much as he was just as much of a shit. He was really horrible and you are oh so happy when he's gonna yeah. die finally is is there any so it's tough as i'm thinking how to review this movie it's kind of like you want to talk about the plot which is basically the first couple minutes and then lots of murder you want to talk about the um performances i'll talk about another performance by the way this is uh not that he was in many movies and he's not alive anymore, unfortunately, but I loved Michael Nyquist in this movie, who plays Vigo. I thought he was yeah. awesome. He, he really, like, he's it's, really it's the most I've liked there. him. Yeah, it's the most I've liked him in a movie. And he's been in good movies. I mean, he's the bad guy in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which I never thought quite fit. Like, I, I didn't get him as, as the villain there. Yeah. It's kind I of the way he's that. written a little bit. Um, and I love that movie otherwise. Um, and he's in the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the the Swedish language oh, one. Yeah, he is yeah. he is the good. yeah yeah, and he's good in that. You know, I, he's a guy I like when I when I saw him, but um, but I thought he was like this is my favorite role that I've ever seen him in, um, and, and I thought he was great. Yeah, like like you said, he's just chewing the scenery, but like it it fits. Like he he I feel like is a very fitting foil kind of for yeah. Keanu Reeves, and and he has like an important role to play, right? Because the fact that he's scared of john wick tells the audience you everyone should be scared of this guy like this guy really is right right he is the one who kind of builds the the mystique of john yeah. wick early on before you really see what he can do i i do love that moment where he's he um he gets the phone call and it's like did you just punch my son and he's like yeah and he's like why and he's like really pissed and he's like it's like because he, he stole John Wick's car and he, he just deflates like, it's like oh oh and then he like hangs up yeah it's great yeah, you you get the sense that he knows at that moment that like what's going to happen. Yeah, that- I, I I will say overall, like I did not realize. I don't know if you did, Willie. Um, like obviously I knew Keanu Reeves was in this, and I thought Lawrence Fishburne was in this, but obviously he's in like future installments and not this one. Like he was the yeah. only other person I like knew of for John Wick. I did not realize like there's there's a cast in this. I had no idea Willem Dafoe was in it. I didn't know Adrian Palicki was in it. We got Lieutenant Daniels in in, in his little role there. Yeah. You know, it's like you got Ian Leguizamo McShane. Was in it? Yeah, Ian McShane, uh, Leguizamo, and like that one scene. Like, it, there's there's a lot of people in this movie, which I thought was kind of cool because I was always a little surprised, like scene I, by scene when people were popping up. I thought it was unfortunate. Even Bridget Moynihan, the girlfriend, who's right, not who's really the, yeah. in the movie, she's just right. in the iPhone right. in his hand the whole time. 
Um, the person that jumped out to me right away, I, I don't think I told you guys this. I've now breezed through the first two seasons of Billions this week. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, Toby Leonard Moore is in it, who plays like the assistant. I don't know what he eventually graduates to in Billions, but he's one of the thugs that's in Alfie's gang. And he's the oh, first right. one that gets like shot. The 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 performance I like in this movie is is Lance Reddick's like his the Me too. the the hotel like I don't know what to call him like what his role like, actually like is concierge like kind like of, the concierge right? yeah, yeah of the Continental like he yeah. he's kind of hitting that pitch perfect like unflappable guy yeah which which also I wanted to say like the entire idea of the Continental I think is the coolest thing in the movie like the, like the idea that there is this hotel that caters to like the underworld but there are these rules that have to be followed in it and like like you can't cross those rules like like you know it's like like what's her name like adrian palicki is gonna like you know ambush john wick and then she has to like go to this meeting because it's like can't not meet with that dude and then she like you know and then they kill her yeah they and they know it too because the continental plays increasingly large parts of the plot of of future movies as as, as it should they set it up like hey (laughs) there's something more to this hotel and more stuff's gonna happen right yeah Yeah, it's smart of them to to have that continue to figure in should we talk about effects or body count or i I don't even know where to go from here now that we've talked about like i I did not expect the body count to be as high as it was i don't know what i was expecting but i mean there's a fucking body count in this movie is it two is it two for for where do you think the age cutoff is? You know, 16, 15? Like, where, when when should somebody be too young to see this movie? You mean, like, as us being, like, parents? Because, I mean, <laughs> we, we, would have, we would have obviously seen this before we were 15 had we the chance. I saw Terminator when I was six. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess what I'll say is, like, a lot of people die. I don't know if I, maybe I'm forgetting, but I don't know that anyone dies in a horribly gory way that would be like you know like that would be like if you were squeamish or something like that which is mm-hmm. usually where i draw the line to some yeah. degree the thing that always strikes me is like the thing that i don't know that feels gratuitous but i guess it's like the way he will like shoot someone and then go back and like shoot them in the head and like you know they do they you know there's a lot of blood flying when when they do that it's and it's not like a kill bill situation where right. it's just like absurdist Bucket, amounts of blood, blood. yeah, yeah. Um, but it, 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 like, it is surprisingly, I don't know, visceral, like the violence like hits me. It's not like nineties action movie style, like mostly bloodless, you know, a bunch of people kind of just get mowed down violence. It is, it's up close. It's personal. Like he stabs a bunch of guys. Like he, he, he kills a lot of people pretty gruesomely, um, making his way through people. So were there any parts of the movie that it felt? too unrealistic not forget about all his bajillion people but it was just so over the top that it took you out of the movie like as in like there's no way this person could have survived this type of scenario or were you just like buckled in and ready for the ride and like he's never gonna get killed i mean it's this kind of movie right like it's hard to apply that rubric to this movie like in the same way that it's like you know was i surprised like is it surprising that like arnold schwarzenegger doesn't die in the predator movie like no but like i mean yes but like it's that kind of movie so no, that's no, not I gonna happen but i'm wondering if for either of you in particular was there any moment for me the one moment was something like he fell off the fucking balcony while he's been stabbed and he just kind of gets up i know and i know they address it and he gets stitched up and he's in pain but the next day he's just like back out and killing machine i was like yeah i i think that's fair like i may have missed it to to be fair but like they make a little bit of a thing with um when the doctor who's the key master from the matrix movies <laughs> a little 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 reunion there um sorry 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 key maker i have i have right. uh, ghostbusters on the brain here um but anyway like he gives him those pills and is like yeah like you know if you, if you need to like you know you you like take these pills before you like do anything like they'll still like your stitches will still rip open but you won't feel it basically but like i don't see him ever take those pills does he like like i was expecting that to like come up at some point i think th- i think he does i think he takes them yeah, yeah I, thought I, mean, he did. I, I thought he took them like that night or whatever that's fair that's fair i might have missed like, it yeah. like like after he subdues adrian palicki but like yeah. before he goes out yeah when when he gives them to 
fucking Lester Freeman. God, there's so many people in this movie. <laughs> right. Who's in the movie for like five seconds. Yeah. Who I totally was, was expecting to have a bigger role. And then they just, he just, killed, right. He's just, just there for like her. half a scene, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I, it didn't take me out to tell you the truth, but like, I do feel like when they make a deal out of that, like when, when they take the time to have somebody say like, your stitches will break open and like, you're not at full strength now. Like this is kind of like, you need to lay down. You kind of expect that to like factor in to like later on. And I guess you can make a case. Maybe it does. Like maybe he's at fuller strength at the end of the movie when he and Vigo are having that knife fight and stuff like that. Um, but like, they don't make a thing out of that where, you know, that's the case. Like you have to kind of infer it and and guess. Yeah. That was stupid too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to ask, okay, the, which me saying that was stupid leads into the next question. It's like, okay, beginning of the movie, good setup, blob of violence in the middle, end of the movie. How do we guys feel about the end of the movie? I, I mean, mean if, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, I, I, I remember having more problems with it the first time I saw it because it just seemed like, well, why does he, why does Vigo even fucking, like, why does he just, why does he do this? Why does he just get out of town and like he and like leave? But I understand that like on the rewatch, I feel like he felt like he's on the path that he's on. Like you know, um, um, Willem Dafoe's character, whose name I can't remember, like did this thing that can't be he can't overlook it. And even if even if it's going to cost him his own life, like he has this. I don't. It's not honor, but he has this like code that he has to do. He's like he's just. He plays it as a guy who's like on this. He's get, he basically in the beginning of the movie he gets on a train and he's going to his destination and he can't do anything about it. And he, and that's kind of how he plays it the whole time, right up until the end, where he's like, maybe we'll get lucky and get him killed, but the most likely scenario is like he's going to murder us all. Um, and that's kind of how he plays it, especially at the end, like when he's just like, yeah, sure, get a gun, go and try to shoot him. Like, good luck, like to. Um, Dean Winters, another um, so guy Dean we Winters, didn't, yeah. another guy we didn't even say. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's I I when I first saw it, I had trouble with that. I was like, man, he's acting weird. But now, like, I I read it as like he's just like, yeah, go ahead, give it a shot. Like, we're all gonna get fucking killed. You might as well, maybe you'll get lucky. Like, go for it, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so, my two things, like, and and this is admittedly nitpicking a movie that should kind of resist nitpicking because, as we've said sure. a bunch of times, it's not really that movie. But like two things, I guess I would say is like one, like I understand from the point of view of the movie, why he has to take Willem Dafoe and why he has to like torture him and kill him. Like it's kind of his, his cred, so to speak. Um, and I understand why he is going to call John Wick about it because it's one, it's a way to kind of say like, you think you got the best of me, but not quite so much. Like just know, like I killed your mentor. Um, and also because he wants him to go back there because he's going to he's he's going to have what's her name ambush him. Um, I just don't understand why he doesn't wait a little longer <laughs> to make that call until he's like at the helicopter. Like, like right. he knows who he's dealing with. Like, you would think he wouldn't want to leave that quite so much to chance so that he'd actually have time to like get to, the, you know, it's like, I mean, as far as Keanu Reeves knows, right? Like, he's like, you know, everything's done. Like, I, I did what I wanted to do. Like, he's not going after anyone else at that point. Um, it's not until he gets that call that he decides he has to like do something more. He turns around in the car and everything. Um, that's one. And then number two is like a little bit of like, I don't know if I were John, like John Wick did not strike me as the kind of guy who, when he's like no guns at the end, like that, he'd be like no guns. He'd just be like, fuck that. Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That, 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 that's a little bit like that. I feel like that was kind of in a way, like kind of, even maybe a little bit past it, but the, like movies kind of don't do that anymore in a way right. that I feel like they used to do that a lot all the time. Yeah. And this feels like like kind of the last movie that did that and didn't really get away with it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That, 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 like that was, you, you asked before about a thing that took me out of it. It was so late in the movie that I don't know that it took me out of it, Willie, but that was definitely a thing where it took me out enough to be like, wait, like really? <laughs> yeah. The only, I think I, I, the way I would have loved to have seen that scene play out is like, John looks like fine and like throws his gun down and then just like kills him barehanded in like three seconds. And it's like, I don't need this gun to kill you. Like, <laughs> right. I, that, that I could see too. And yeah. Then, yeah. Is there anything else you guys feel necessary to discuss with this movie? 
I'll, I'll say this: like if if like these movies, the the these sequels are this, but more so. So if this doesn't work for you, it's not like there's a course correction or anything. Like it's they lean in hard on everything that this movie was, um, both the good and the bad. But um, you know, it's it's all there. Um, but I don't know. I I. I I feel like this is a kind of movie I shouldn't really like, but for some reason I do. And it's not the kind of movie I usually go for. And I'm not sure what it is about it that works on works for me, but something does work for me in this movie. So weird because it's the exact opposite for me. I should love this movie and I really hated it. We'll put some grades on this in a minute, but is there anything else you want to contribute here, Nish? Um, I hope, and I, there's no real spoiler here because I don't think whatever happens to him isn't going to happen until movie number five or whatever the fuck we said. Um, but I hope that this doesn't end happily for him because that just doesn't seem the way it should end. Like, meaning, mm-hmm. like, he shouldn't find some new girl or even some kid or some dog or whatever and ride off into the sunset. Like, this probably kind of needs to end with him dying like even if he accomplishes like he kills all the bad guys or whatever it is you know whatever it ends up being like he can't really like it it doesn't work for me like the rest of the movies don't work retroactively almost probably if if that isn't how it ends yeah i would agree with that pretty strongly like i mean i'm i'm sure there's a cut of this version somewhere where he dies at the end of this movie and they were like mm, maybe let's, maybe we're gonna want to more this of open yeah yeah um, but I think you're right. Like the, whenever the series closes up, like it has to close up with him dying. Like, I don't think there's any way out of that. Yeah. Cause I was thinking like you, you mentioned, uh, no character development, Willie, which I agree with, but like, you know, in the beginning he, he, he pays lip service a few times throughout the movie to the idea that he is like, he's done. He's just come back for this one thing. And everybody's just like, yeah, right. Like, that's not the case. Like you're, you're like, you are who you are. And also you've come back, like you're, you're back. And I feel like that that part I felt strongly, like even if there's no real emotion to it, it's definitely like you get the sense of this person. It's like maybe he was happy. Like, I'm not going to say he wasn't happy with his wife and all that kind of stuff. But it's like that was the only thing that was holding him like out of of, of being in this life. Like this this is who he is. And like that was the only thing strong enough to pull him out. Now that it's gone, it's like he is completely lost. Like and and that's how and and that's how it felt throughout the movie. Like there was nothing driving him except getting revenge. Back to being the boogeyman hunter. That's right, Baba Yaga. <laughs> All right, let's put some grades on this, Paul. Um, this is the problem with our grading system because if I put a grade on this, like it's like, oh, this movie's as good as another movie. You get the same grade to it. It's like, no, that's not how this works oh, like don't worry nobody remembers what you graded anything no also it's really good you said it because after i saw this movie which is a couple nights ago i was thinking about what grade i might give it and i was thinking about like this is really where you get to the idea that you of like are you grading something based on like what it is trying to accomplish not in a grand sense of like you know what i mean like something i don't know like you can give something a four and a half as an example and that doesn't mean it's one of the greatest movies you've ever seen it means that like for what it was trying to accomplish it was really fucking good at it sometimes yeah. like different people have different ways to grade but that's kind of how i look at it right and for me i'm also not grading a movie on how good it was i'm grading it on how much i enjoyed it which Boy, is it, a very yeah. different thing right that's fair. so <laughs> with caveats on top of caveats um i'm probably going to give this movie a four out of five because i've seen it twice i think and I'll I will see it again. Like I will sit down at some point and and you know like when John Wick Four comes out, I will probably like rewatch the trilogy to you know catch up and watch them again. And of course you will. <laughs> of course I will because I'm me. But but again, like to to draw that comparison to the Fast and the Furious movies, like having seen them a couple times, like yeah, I'm into them more now than I was the first time. Um, so yeah, I I I like this movie. How about you, Nish? Um, I'm probably pretty similar to Paul, minus the fact that I haven't uh, seen the other the other two movies yet. But I, I guess what I'll say is um, this is not my kind of movie. I mean, I like movies like this, but they're not my, you know, like like what I seek out and try to watch. 
But um, I liked kind of the single-minded focus this had. Like, if I am going to watch an action movie, I like one that doesn't waste time with a lot of bullshit that's going to kind of... I'm not going to care about anyway. Um, unless they're really good at it, you know? Unless it's a movie that's really good at doing that, which most action movies are not. And I guess the main thing I'll say is that I wanted to see the second movie when this was done. Like, when I finished it, I was like, I want to see what happens next. Like... Um, you know, and, and, and I'm glad to hear that it's a direct sequel that, that makes me want to watch it more than if it were like a different story with completely different characters and like, you know, an episodic, like later in John Wick's life kind of thing, um, that, that wouldn't be as interesting to me. So I'm glad that it is, uh, a direct sequel. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a four out of five. It's the same caveats as Paul. Like I enjoyed it that much. I'm not saying it's like some amazing, amazing movie, but I think it's, I think it's set. It does what it sets out to do in my opinion, largely. Gosh. Yeah. Let's hear it. I I thought the door would be into one for me. I (laughs) I did not like this movie at all. I thought the setup was fine, but nothing spectacular. I thought the middle was fine, but, boring um there are so many actors in this movie and i like pretty much all of them and i got none of them from none of them (laughs) it was like no character development for me um it's true and i don't need massive character development but i felt like there wasn't even an effort to develop any of the characters whatsoever And, and Walked away from the movie thinking, like, what is the point of having all of these people that are so well known in this movie if you're not going to do anything with them? They literally could have had a bunch of college kids playing these people or no name actors. It would have been exactly the same movie. I will grant you some of that. Some, some, some of the last part you saw, like you said, like, I think, I think, like I said, Michael Nyquist was really good. Alfie Allen was really good. Lance Reddick spectacular because I've seen him in other things where his characters developed. He is a very good actor and plays this role really well. He didn't really do anything in this movie. They could have gotten the guy that was in that one episode of SVU to do the same job, I guess. But I feel like you, you kind of, you trade on the fact that like that a lot of people know who he is as a certain character and that he's a very punchable person to begin with. (laughs) So, so, so so I think that kind of, right. What? Might not have been that in fourteen. I don't remember when Game of Thrones came on and when Theon became. Yeah, I think it was a couple of years before. I want to yeah. say it started in like twenty twelve or something like that, somewhere somewhere around there. Anyway, but 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 I do agree with you. Like certain people we've talked about, like like John Leguizamo, it could have been anybody as an example, or or even Adrian Palicki, right? Like like some of those people, I I do agree were like are they're not used in a way that they could be used in other. Didn't even movies. recognize her, by the way. The only reason I knew it was her is because somebody had mentioned, oh, Adrian P- Palicki's in this movie. And yeah. like midway through, I was like, oh, shit, that's Adrian Palicki. Yeah. The end, the end was the the falling off the balcony, but the end, the re- moment you referenced, I was like, ugh, okay, come on. Like, I was really hoping for an Indiana Jones moment there when he's yeah, like the whip and the go this with fists and he just takes his pistol out and blows him away and be like nah <laughs> like at any rate wasn't good for me that's fair i definitely understand where you're coming from with with all of your uh criticisms okay so paul you ran you ref now that we put a bow on that you you've referenced three or four times during that review the fast and the furious movies mm-hmm is there a new one out? Why I'm seeing articles in particular about um, so, Han and what's going on with this movie with this movie, um, right? So franchise, franchise. Yeah. That, thank you. So Jesus. so there is no new one out now, but probably well, as we're recording, but probably as people are listening to this, there is. Um, right. I think I think June 25th it comes out in theaters. Um, are you um, see it in theaters? No, no I don't. No, am I am, am I the right? Only movies saying, I see in theaters are Star Wars movies. Yeah. Am, am I right in saying that like the official name of this movie is just F nine? Because I'm pretty sure that's how I've seen it referred to, like even in reviews. Yeah, I think like that's that. true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, pushing the boundaries of an acceptable title titles for say, movies for like ten years, like like it's about a fucking fighter plane or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the button on your keyboard. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so there's a new one coming out, and basically the 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 thing that interests me is effectively there was a fan favorite character who gets killed early in this franchise. He's your favorite too, right, Paul? Yeah, he's my favorite too. And they he's they, awesome. Pe- people liked him so much that they set the next three movies as flashbacks to the third movie, like previously in time, so that they could have that character in there. And they're kind of foreshadowing his death the whole time. They set up this big moment where he dies and he's killed by a, the, the big bad in the movie. And then in the following movie, they immediately rehabilitate the big bad and say, no, he's not actually a bad guy anymore. And like every, and the whole, everyone just forgives him. And like, it's not really brought up again. They're like, but you killed this like guy that right. we were really close with. That big bad um, being Jason Statham. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to spoil it, but yes. Um, and it's then fine. it's fine. And because, because a different, a different director came in. And so, so the original director who dealt with this character is now back for the ninth installment. And he was like, well, I'm making this movie. Um, and people are pissed about this. I can actually fix this with this character. Um, and, and they're bringing him back somehow. And I assume they're going to explain it somehow. And I hope it's going to be totally ridiculous. Do you know what I hope it is? I hope it's the way. I, I hope it's exactly the way they bring back. They brought back Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> where where they just have a character going. Somehow Han's back, and like, <laughs> and like that's it. Maybe um, may, maybe they can show an empty uh, a, a place with a bunch of Han clones and weird stuff in like. No, so this is this is an opportunity for me to call my shot. So I'm going to call my shot on this one for how they're going to bring him back. That oh yeah, do it. That this was a prearranged setup between him and Jason Statham's character that he had to fake his own death for some reason. And he's been like undercover or something um, this whole time and couldn't tell anyone. And now he's completed whatever that mission is and, or, or whatever. Or he's got to come out of hiding or witness protection or whatever the fuck he's doing and do that. That's I my mean, prediction. That makes too much sense. I mean, I mean, meaning meaning like I feel like you're going to be absolutely right about that. Like now that you've said it, because especially since they took a lot of time to kind of make the one who killed him kind of into a good guy, like then it's very easy to say like, oh, yeah, they had planned this between them. Yeah. Have you guys seen Beer Fest? We saw uh, Beer Fest, all of us yeah. for this oh, podcast. You think, <laughs> you think they're going to pull we, a... we, we saw it in the movie theater together and then did an episode about it. That's right. They're going to replace him with landfill. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Gil, in fact, Gil if you could just landfill. call me landfill, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. That's that would be a, that would be amazing. That was awesome. That was that that's still maybe my favorite part of that movie. So if so they're bringing him back that that means Gal Gadot's character is the only character who so far has stayed dead in this in this franchise and now I'm just hoping they bring her back. Let's, let's just bring everybody back. Why the why the hell not? She might continue to stay dead. Her star is risen enough that she doesn't necessarily need to come back to a Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, she could see. film a quick cameo. Sure. I she didn't could. see the last one. Did Paul Walker's brother sub in for him? And he is he now in the cast? Is that no he's, thing? Basically, he's what no they Brian did in the crew. No, like they he's alive in universe. Um, but they they like reference like, oh, maybe we should call Brian or whatever. And they're like, no, we can't do that. We promised we wouldn't. And like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And then they also like kind of treat him like he's dead. Like like um, like they. They're, they're, they're like there's like shots of like Vin Diesel's character like looking at pictures of them together or something like that and like being like mournful and remembering it's right. like 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 it's the thing like it's like he's your brother-in-law like don't you like like right. you, you guys him. not talk like he's like, married to your sister like like right in, in universe you should be able to like see him on the weekends or whatever like right. he's just not working with you anymore so it, like they, they've gotten themselves into kind of a weird state um I also predict they'll probably have to like mention he dies off screen or something like that because I know his his wife slash Vin Diesel's sister is back in this movie, and yeah, I don't I was know what say, the fuck they're going to say. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're like, he's, "Oh, he's home watching the kids or something." Like <laughs> he couldn't come, <laughs> right? I came. <laughs> yeah, I came instead. Yeah. It's his night for it's his night for bath time. So, I'm are um, am, am I right in saying that some of the other characters from Tokyo Drift come back in this movie as well? Is that I, true? I don't know. I, I think I saw something about that. Like, that like Bow Wow might be in this movie, for instance. <laughs> that would be great. And that and great. and maybe Lucas Black as well. I'm not. I'm not sure. That would be but, less great. <laughs> yeah, obviously. But 
I'm I down. love these movies. I love all these movies. I actually, I need to go back and watch the one previous to this. Maybe I could be like Paul and just watch them all. You you can you can 100% skip the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff movie, but oh yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Um, yeah, but yeah, the the other ones are like, yeah, I I I don't know. I just love these movies. Like we can really. agree, the one in Brazil where they steal the safe is the best one, right? Yes. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was the fifth. Yeah. Yeah, that was the fifth. Yeah, that's How weird. Is it the that's, fifth one? It's right. like so much better than all the rest. So that's, the funny that, thing about that's the one movies, where they like completely broke it open and like figured out what this series should be. Basically, <laughs> the amazing thing about these movies is the first one's like okay, it is what it is. Then the second one is worse, worse, and like doesn't have like only has Paul Walker and all new characters. The third one's even worse in a, in a lot of ways. Again, has all new characters again. Then they make a fourth one that's not. Third one was Tokyo Drift, right? Yeah, yeah, Tokyo Drift. Yeah, with all with too much Lucas Black in it, and then you know it does have Han in it. But um, then the fourth one, they get the original cast back together, make a bad movie, and then that's the Mexico one. Yeah, and then somehow make a fifth one, and now they finally like it took five movies, like Nish just said, to figure out what these movies should be, and they finally did, and like it's been kind of like you know, off to the races since then. But man, it took yeah. a long time to get it. There. It, it is crazy because it's not like like the Fast and the Furious was like good. Like it was good enough that it make it made Vin Diesel into like a, a name that people knew and like, you know, to, at least for some period of time. And then he kind of tanked that for a little bit. But like it wasn't great or anything. And then, like you said, the next three movies aren't very good at all. Yeah, um, you know, and, and also, you know, the two of them don't have any Vin Diesel in them, which is part of it. Um, and then it's just weird that it's like it's not even like a return to greatness it's like the fifth movie is like the first like good movie out of, out of all of them i would i would argue like the first one's fine it's it's fine it's good but right the fifth of- one they finally say like this should be like a heist slash kind of a superhero movie yeah and then they um, do it pretty well like they, do, they do a really good well, job yeah. of it yeah and then you know I don't know. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Willie. I have not seen the Hobbs and Shaw one, and I have not seen the most recent one. And six and seven, I thought it was kind of six was good, not quite as good as five, and then seven was kind of starting to get more towards like, all right, it's getting a little silly now. Like, I mean, seven's seven's tough because they have to like write around the death of one of the main characters, and like, I can give them a pass for that. And then, yeah, I I will say you guys should definitely watch it because eight brings back like the ridiculousness uh, that uh, sounds like we all like about the series. All right. So eight's better which than seven. One, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Which, okay. For sure. Which is the one that they bring Letty back seven. Um, That's that is six or is it no, seven? No, four deals with her death. Right. Like the whole, that's the whole, that's what gets the group back together is her. death. Right. Right. And then five is it's it, there's, there's a post credit scene and I can't remember if it's at the end of five or the end it's of six. The, it's at the end of five at the five. So it's six is where she's like there midway through, but like doesn't remember who she is and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's these movies. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah, I know it. It's, it's like, they're, they're like male soaps. Like the, when I hear us <laughs> talking about them, it's like she okay. she comes back from the dead, but it has amnesia. It's like okay, like you're right. All we we really do need an evil twin around this house somewhere. I know. I I mean, it even fits with the idea that you know, it's like you have the one guy who ends up being a bad guy, who then isn't a bad guy, but he's like the other guy's brother, right? Like it's like like you have like right because it's a uh, it's this one's John Cena is his brother, right? No, John. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's that too. I forgot about that. <laughs> but you're talking about it's, Jason Statham's, like Deckard Shaw's brother, or who's, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the brother of uh, Luke Evans, right? Is, is yeah, Luke yeah, Evans? yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Evans is the bad guy in six. <laughs> I'm forgetting now. Yes, right. Six. He's the bad guy in six, and then and then yeah. Jason Statham's the bad guy in seven. Yeah, yeah the bad yeah. guy in five is that guy who's like always the Hispanic bad guy. He's yes. he's, he's the bad guy in Clear and Present Danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> always a hispanic bad guy i thought you were talking about danny trail yeah no 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 you know no no, no he's he's also the guy who's the bad guy in the second season of 24 i think he's like salazar or whatever his name is yeah back, yeah back when i was watching 24 <laughs> man remember when that show was good Jesus. i know 
I didn't watch it when it got good again, just like uh, Fast and the Furious now that I think about it. Did, did that show get good again? Yeah, like I, from what I heard, I didn't watch it, right? But like, I think like season five was like this like return to form kind of thing where it was like, I mean, it was loopy. I mean, it never wasn't, to, to be fair, but like it leaned into it a little better and I think like was was interesting for a season or two in the middle there and then it again got weird. It feels like for something as high concept of that, like I'll say high concept, like it's hard it's to... It's hard to maintain. It feels like it's hard to maintain that. At a certain point, you're just like, Jesus, how many bad days can this guy have? Like, Right, right. Everything keeps happening to this guy and the CTU and like, uh, yeah. Right. And it, and it was always weird that like the president was like continued to always be a main character. <laughs> like, like yeah. It's like, like it's like, why is everything like involving the president somehow? And when it's not, why are we still like care about the president? And when do they uh, eat or go to the bathroom? Yes, there's that too. All right, let's tie a bow on this episode. If you want to send us emails, where can you find us? I don't know. Should we give our personal <laughs> emails out? Now let's not do that. Uh, you can try talk to podflix at gmail.com. Anything in that inbox? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> find out. I can't, re- can- I, I can't remember the password that I gave that <laughs> <to> my account. <laughs> And here we are again. <laughs> All right. And uh, if you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us at um, at Podflix. Oh, I forgot to ask you a question about this movie and um, that we watched, John Wick, because this guy was pretty menacing, right? John like, Wick. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said the sky was pretty menacing. <laughs> no, <laughs> this, no, this guy was pretty menacing, right? Yeah. Yeah. This felt like a prime movie that somebody would have peed the bed in. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you think that dog peed in the bed in the beginning? Well, it comes up it on just, the bed. It just went out and pooped and didn't pee the next morning. That's so true. There's a good chance it did. There we it go. Happens. It happens. Uh, all right. So next time we'll do John Wick 2, right? <laughs> John Wick 2 and 3 double feature. Is what we should do. Uh, I was giving you an oh boy out, Nish. No, you didn't I'm, take I'm, it. I'm on the side of <laughs> doing more John Wick. It really has to be the one to say oh boy. <laughs> no boy. 